Hello, you are listening to the Campus Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. In each episode, we chat with a new guest from Queen's University to discuss news, issues, upcoming events, initiatives, and services for the benefit of Queen's students, faculty, staff, and alumni. Thanks for tuning in to this podcast, and we hope you enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Campus Beat. I'm Dinah Jansen. On June 7th, Queen's University Library announced that it was giving Queen's alumni extended off-campus access to a selection of electronic resources, including JSTOR, Taylor and Francis, and many more, in an effort to allow alumni to continue their journey of learning after completing their programs of study. And with us to chat about this new alumni innovation is Megan Burke, the Metadata and Discovery Librarian for Queen's University Library. Welcome, Megan. Hi, thank you, Dinah. It's very nice to be here. <laughs> so, Megan, before we launch in, tell us a little bit about yourself and your own role with the Queen's University Library. Oh, sure. Yeah. So I came to Queen's in uh, November 2020, and I'm one of two metadata and discovery librarians here at the library. Um, I specialize in electronic resources management. So that means I help keep our databases, ebooks, e-journals, um, that sort of thing, active and functioning. Um, so I've been a librarian for almost 10 years. And so this is, um, you know, just a part of my position, <laughs> making sure electronic resources are active. So I've always thought that library sciences was an incredibly sexy degree program. <laughs> tell us about uh, tell us about some of the work you did while you were actually studying to become a librarian. Maybe some of our student listeners out there are thinking about a career in library studies. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I did my... Uh, degree at the Catholic University of America in Washington, D.C. So um, I'm American. So the Washington, uh, D.C. area was really um, an exciting uh, place to get a degree. Um, in particular, um, the academic, the classroom experience in the library degree, I say, is learning the language of how to be a librarian. But where you really learn how to be a librarian is in your internships and your co-ops and, you, you know, those first jobs you take after you finish your degree or while you're doing it. Um, so I had the opportunity to intern at the Folger Shakespeare Library, which has the largest number of first folios of Shakespeare in the world wow. and um, did some cataloging work for them. And that was really an exciting experience um, working with materials that I'll probably never get to work with again in my life. So, um, you know, kind of a highlight and something that is often only available to people who are in library school. And now you are the metadata and discovery librarian. Mm -hmm. What do you do on the day to day? Um, so a lot of what I do is activating and making sure electronic resources are working properly. So things like JSTOR or um, Wiley or, you know, whatever resources our students, faculty and staff are using day to day, we want to make sure that they are ready for them when they need them. And then the other uh, thing I do a little bit of is cataloging. So cataloging is, you know, sort of ordering the books in a certain way and categorizing them and making sure that they uh, are easily discoverable. Um, I also work with our discovery system, Omni, um, and try to continuously improve that to make it more usable and more accessible for our users. Wonderful. Thank you very much for sharing some of those insights about your work. Appreciate that. And now uh, let's hear about the electronic resources that are now made available to Queen's University alumni. 
Sure. Yeah. So we have over 20 resources available to alumni. Um, and that includes the full suite of JSTOR Arts and Sciences. So from one to, I think, 15. Um, Wiley journals, uh, Taylor and Francis journals, Sage journals, several things from Canadian science publishing. So there's probably something that will be familiar and hopefully useful to all alumni. Um, this is huge. Yes. It's so huge. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> so what can you tell us, Megan, uh, what motivated the initiative to expand off-campus access to Queen's University alum? Well, we often get questions from alumni about accessing these resources. You know, they were used to accessing them while they were students, and then they go out into the real world and they need a piece of literature about something for their jobs or even their personal research, and suddenly they're hit with a paywall. And as much as I think open access is and should be the way of the future, the reality is that that's how publishing works now. Mm -hmm. So we need to be aware of the reality. So um, we had a selection of licenses that were available for alumni, um, but we were um, missing the technical piece. So we knew we could make them available. We just weren't sure how we could make them available. And um, eventually we got that worked out. So uh, we were able to launch it. And so that's that's why now. Um, but the motivation to um, kind of have these resources available has always been there. It was mm -hmm. more just the sort of the technical bits that took some time to come together. So let's hear a little bit more about why this access didn't exist before. I assume you just mentioned uh, technological issues. Certainly mm -hmm. uh, some of those barriers uh, your team has been able to uh, work out and overcome. Uh, but I am assuming there are also licensing issues and things like that, too, related to uh, people having access to uh, these materials but are no longer paying tuition, for example. Can you expand? Yes. So um, the biggest barrier was, in fact, the technical issue because through our consortium, CRKN, which is the national consortium, many of our licenses are negotiated with alumni access. So um, I believe almost every, if not every resource on this list is something that we get through CRKN. Mm -hmm. um, so that is something that they ask for. And if the vendor is amenable, they will provide it. But um, as far as negotiating alumni access, a lot of vendors are just very hesitant. So we're very lucky that we have the kind of negotiating power that we have through the consortium to get this um, access for our alumni. Wonderful. And now maybe for the benefit of our non-academic listeners in the community, uh, why is this continued access for alumni so critical? Well, sure. I think you touched about it on it a bit in your introduction, but um, access to reliable information is critical in today's information landscape. And so you can easily go on the internet or chat GPT and find information on pretty much any topic you want, but judging its reliability is often difficult. And additionally, though open access publishing is, is expanding, scientific and scholarly publications are still largely behind paywalls and less accessible to those outside of the scholarly community. So by providing access to alumni, we're allowing a network of people to have access to reliable scholarly information that could inform their work or their personal research. Um, my husband works in UX design, and every once in a while, he needs an article, and I'm able to provide that to him. But if I was not living in the same house as him, I don't know how he would get it. <laughs> so I think that having 
that access is going to inform more than just academic pursuits. It can inform pretty much any job you are doing after you graduate. So tell us about some of the alumni that might benefit. Uh, who are they? What are they doing? Let's learn a little bit more. Sure. So alumni who are in uh, business, people starting their own business, entrepreneurs um, could benefit from some of the resources we have available. Alumni doing personal research on topics of their choosing. Um, so I think of, I was an English major myself and after I read a book, I really like to look up the literary criticism surrounding it, surrounding it. So if you even have a book club and you can come with like an, a really interesting article, right? It's a very um, maybe nerdy thing to do, but it's uh, it does, you know, inform the discussion. Um, teachers uh, could get literature for um, to inform their lesson planning or um, that may otherwise not be available to them. Um, I think I mentioned my husband's in UX design, so people in tech um, who need a background information when they're doing research about a demographic group or a type of technology. Um, you know, so there's so many use cases that I feel like access to this information would be useful um, outside of the academic environment and mm -hmm. in jobs after you graduate. And certainly, too, uh, I would expect for recent uh, master's or PhD graduates who are early career and attempting to publish out of their theses and dissertations, uh, I would assume being able to have access to these materials would ensure that their their own work is uh, current and uh, that they remain competitive while they uh, seek academic postings. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Indeed, indeed. And now uh, let's get to the logistics here. How can alumni regain access to these resources? Sure. So if you have an alumni email from Queens um, that includes a net ID and password, you have access to these resources. Um, if you do not have a net ID and password, you can sign up for an alumni email that comes complete with that information and you will have access. Um, that information is found on the alumni side of the website, um, the Queen's alumni website. Um, and then once you have that information, um, you can go ahead and start accessing the alumni resources. <laughs> this is wonderful. Uh, anything else to add before we close, Megan? Um, I would just like to say that uh, that adding access to e-resources is an expansion of the services that the library currently offers to alumni. And I just want to remind our alumni that in addition to these resources, if you live in town or you visit often, we also have free alumni borrowing cards. And all e-resources are available to alumni um, if you walk into any of the libraries on campus and log into our Wi-Fi network. This is amazing. Thanks so much, folks. We have been chatting with Megan Burke, Metadata and Discovery Librarian with Queen's University Library, all about the new e-resources access for off-campus and on-campus, I guess, alumni. <laughs> uh, thank you so much for joining us and sharing so much about this really huge initiative. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening to this podcast produced at CFRC 101.9 FM at Queen's University, situated on the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee peoples and brought to you by the generous support of the Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science.